Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 15. Hi everyone, welcome back to Venice Talks. Today I'm very happy because I got a very good friend of mine chatting here with me. She's one of the best guys uh, from Venice. Uh, she's an amazing person. She's very fashionable, uh, like all my guys' friends. And here I am talking to Monica Gambarotto. Ciao, Monica. How are you? Hi, ciao. Ciao, Monica. I'm really fine. Thank you. What very- about you? Very busy and assume so are you. Are you? This month has been crazy for everybody, I think, right? Um, yes, luckily enough, it's been a good month and a fairly good season, I should say, after, you know, two years of not working. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about you first. How long have you been a tourist guide in Venice? For a very long time, 25 years this oh year. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, October. Oh, so, sorry, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. So what, did you start? You were about 10 then? <laughs> oh, a little bit older than 10, because uh, I'm now, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, 25. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I'm 36, so I was oh, okay. yeah, no, just yeah. joking. But no, I was very young. I, yeah, I was really, really young. Just right after university, I took the exam. Okay. Okay. Tourist guides uh, were supposed to uh, to take uh, back then uh, to become a professional guides mm-hmm. in Venice, and so uh, right after university, I started working as a uh, tourist guide. Mm-hmm. And what languages do you cover? Um, of course, I speak Italian and uh, English and yep. Russian, which was my major at university. All right. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, because I've already talked to Luisella, uh, talked oh, yes. to Luisella that you know very well as well. Very well. Um, since you're both part of the same association that is yes. Best Venice Guys, right? Exactly. Um, okay. But I wanted to talk to you because uh, you do something very particular. And I don't know if you were the first one to do these kind of tours, but you definitely are, are the most well known about it. You um, kind of specialized in doing tours for children right yes it and is i put correct. an s where i shouldn't have put it just, just now my uh, english no. is children children <laughs> <laughs> yes um i uh, i've always been doing this actually since when uh, i started because uh, you know the year after i became a guide i had my uh, first uh, child and then my second and third chi- children were uh, born and so uh, uh, working with them with their friends i've always doing uh, i've always been doing this uh, and uh, um also with uh, guests coming from all over the world it's just that i would not really advertise this you know it was like uh, um, customized to Mm -hmm. the uh, uh, families that I worked with but then eventually I decided that that had to be known by everybody that you know 
-hmm. I was eager to work with children because Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that easy after oh no it takes a lot of energy oh my god doesn't it I I mean I I got to say guys I took part in one of her tours (laughs) and I at the end of the tour I was exhausted uh, and I was just you know going along with her they are children they are exhausting and I did give birth to two so I know (laughs) yeah yeah you know it is uh, it is true but it's you know uh, if you uh, really try hard and you put a lot of efforts a lot of energy in this uh, um children actually listen to you if you just you know if it is actually the same for you if you don't show enthusiasm uh, they cannot mm-hmm. follow you with enthusiasm yes. and i really have this enthusiasm it's not that oh, i'm gosh. faking it you're <laughs> va- you, no 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 you, you do you're very passionate and you're very entertaining anyway uh, when you explain things and I've seen you with the kids you're even more so so yeah definitely uh, I think as an adult as well when uh, when they come in your tours the children are captivated by even the adults because uh, you, you get into it so much yeah you know what Monica um I started thinking that I was not the first one actually that advertised such tours. There were other great colleagues of mine, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But my idea is that it's not only tours for children, it's a tours for family. Because what I like to do is to involve their parents as well, or the adults they come with uh, as well. So that, you know, sometimes uh, there are families that come on only that once in their lifetime to Venice and so yes they want the children to be entertained but they also want to explore something for themselves you know Mm -hmm. for the adults and so it's a way for the whole family to get to know something and to cooperate in solving puzzles and riddles and you know lots Mm -hmm. of little different games Um, and because because I think I don't know if I'm saying this wrong but your tours are more or less like the one that I took part that it was like a treasure hunt yes, in a way yes okay yeah. so no, all yeah. of them are like that okay yes oh. all the tours are some sort of a uh, treasure hunt basically mm-hmm. um you know you find the next step by solving some puzzles um some um, crosswords uh, something like that so you can go from one step to the other one mm-hmm. um, and so you find your way towards the end of the tour so all my tours most of my tours are like that and then of course it depends on the age of the of children because i have a tours uh, different tours for different children of course uh, how lo- how young uh... What's the youngest you take on a tour when you three do three years kind of, old? Three years old, yeah, yeah. because it got to have some kind of interaction. Uh, yes, uh, especially understand uh, the pictures and stuff yes, that you show them, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I've had younger children, but they were along with their brothers or sisters. Yeah, of course, um, of course. Yeah. So of course, three, of course. I think three, three and a half is the minimum for some sort of an interaction. Yeah. I, I like it the way you did it uh, because uh, you know when we did it, we did it in Samar Square and. I don't know that much. I got, I got to be honest because I'm not a tourist guide. So I know about St. Mark's Square, what I read and what I've heard, but I didn't study like you guys, mm-hmm. uh, guides, guys, guides <laughs> do. Uh, and it was so interesting to find so many fun facts about the, 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 the square uh, with the eyes of the children and by having to look for the little details that... Uh, you know, I've been thousands of times in the square. I never oh, even yeah. thought about it. That was so cool. I love that. Yeah, I because uh, children are, as 
far as I understand, um, as I figured out actually, children are really into details. Uh, they like to pay attention to the little things. Um, you know, sometimes during tours, just regular tours, uh, you know, with mostly mm -hmm. adults, it happens that you have some children and they ask you the scariest questions, you mm, know, taking yeah. a look at details that maybe you hadn't paid attention to yeah, in of the course. past. And so I think it's a very good way to engage them, mm -hmm. uh, taking a look at details. And then, you know, in a place like Venice, every single detail, detail carries along some stories or some legends or some facts mm -hmm. that are really interesting for everybody after all. Mm -hmm. So at the moment I was uh, watching the news coming out of Venice, you actually got two particular uh, tours coming out. Well, you've been doing it for a while, but uh, for the month of November, you kind of uh, bringing them to the attention of everybody. And they are in collaboration with a great uh, Italian Venetian writer, Alberto Tosofei. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about it? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, um, in November, um, Alberto, together with other uh, people that he works with, uh, organizes uh, the uh, Mystery Tour, Venice Mystery Tour. Um, and I happen to be uh, cooperating with him, with him as well. Um, last year, um, the tour that I gave was uh, mostly about mystery, and it was mm -hmm. uh, mainly for adults and teenagers. But this year, I have decided to focus on still mysteries and legends and weird facts about mm -hmm. Venice, but for a younger uh, public, so for children aged age 12, uh, cool. with, their, uh, uh, yeah, with their families, of course. I need, I need uh, to go, I need to go and rent a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so can Why not? Why not? <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, you know, uh, Venice is some sort of a Gothic city, not only from mm -hmm. the point of view of the architecture, but also from the point of view of the atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, so uh, spooky sometimes in the darkness and so mysterious some other times and full of legends and stories of uh, past centuries, but even more recent ones, uh, that, uh, we will discover, you know, during mm. and then this to this tour that you're going to be doing in November is going to be available in any case from your oh, yeah. website. Yeah. You know, it's just a, that, yeah, yeah, it is true. I mean, it's a part of the tours that I give normally. It's uh -huh. just that I thought that it would fit for uh, yes. Alberto Tosofei's mystery tour. Oh, yeah, and of course. So that's and why I proposed it. How long does it last the tour and how many people can join? Okay, all my tours last from like, like one and a half hours to two hours, depending okay. on the amount of people that we have, the age of the children, how many mm -hmm. children, how many adults. But it's like a hour, an hour and a half, two hours at most. Mm -hmm. um, the, um, how many people can be in a, in a tour like this? Um, normally, the best would be for families. Mm -hmm. In case it's a group tour like this one's going to be, um, at most a few. 15 at okay. up to 20 people because I really want to take care of all the children and I, I want to know all their names uh, you mm -hmm. know just to get in touch to every single kid if mm -hmm. you have like 12 or 13 kids 
it's like yeah. impossible yeah. only yeah. two hours so let's say in this occasion it's gonna be a big numbers but if you were doing it for a job you know for your job for your own people usually is for yeah, families one, one two say. families yeah two one two yeah. family yeah yeah that's nice that was very nice and do you usually i mean i'm not gonna ask you exactly where you're going to but at least an idea do you, uh, how many sestiere uh, districts of venice do you usually cover Okay, this particular tour, uh, you, you mean in this particular tour, the mystery? Uh, and even the one in general that you do. Oh, so in just general. More, yeah, yeah, in general. Um, I cover basically all the sestieres, uh, all the uh, um, districts of Venice. See, si, si, no, but I meant, uh, I meant with a mystery tour. Usually. Oh, the mystery tour starts in San, San Marco, in St. Mark's, okay. and uh, finishes in Castello. Ah, so okay, so yeah, it's mainly it's Castel nice and San Marco. Um, That's why they were more naughty. <laughs> yeah, most of the uh, yeah the like uh, mystery uh, yeah. legends uh, are in there. So okay. there's plenty of material. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw also another tour, always with Alberto. Uh, that is with Leo. Who is Leo? First of all. Oh yeah, this is another project that is coming up. Uh, of course, uh, all these um, uh, cooperations with Alberto Tosofei uh, were born within the association that I'm yeah, of part course. of, Best Venice Guides, uh, right? So uh, I'm not the only one. I'm just yeah, yeah, pressing this because uh, I mean to give honor also to my colleagues. Of course. Um, the other tour that I have organized, uh, but this will come out a little bit later, will be with Leo. Leo is a big cat that was born out of the fantasy of Alberto Tosofei. So Gosh. Now, I, need, to... I need to get Alberto on the show. I really need to come on the podcast and squeeze him out. Oh, for all you of probably his... should. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do agree. Find, I need to find one day when he's not, uh, uh, you know, busy. That is literally uh, Okay, at the him. moment with a mystery tour, he's really busy. Oh, no, I, I, I will never dare to ask him now anyways. No, just hold on and maybe uh, he'll find us sometime yeah. for you I, I hope he will um so, so he's thought of, of he came up with his idea of leo yeah cat. he wrote this uh, booklet um about leo the saves venice leo is a big cat um that uh, um is uh, really concerned with the destiny of venice you know mm -hmm. with the uh, um problems that the venice is facing from over to reason to uh, um, people that uh, throw garbage everywhere also into the water but also with uh, natural problems so like uh, uh, the, the, the high tides that are becoming mm -hmm. higher and higher you know the uh, mm -hmm. aqua alta as we say in Venice the high water um, so uh, um, he, Alberto writes about uh, Leo's adventures as he tries to do everything he can to save Venice from all this. I'm not going to tell too much so that of course the book I mean everybody of can course, get the yeah, book yeah. and read you, about you, you, it. Yeah you got to give like a, just a little hint a little preview that way people then get uh, curious and have a yeah, buy the book yeah. or, or it's even really better or even better they buy the book and then they come and do the tour. Oh yeah, that would be just great uh, be uh, because of the uh, uh, the book is really interesting to read. Uh, the tour, as I uh, 
thought about it uh, is uh, what can we do with Leo to save Venice? And in fact, the title is Let's Save Venice with Leo. Mm. And I think it's really important. It gets the children closer to the real problems uh, that Venice faces, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes them aware of the problems that Venice has, but also of the problems that other cities can face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I like to work with children uh, mm. because, you know, maybe I'm exaggerating my role, I don't know, but I like to think that I can try at least to create awareness. Of course, no, um, you're not exaggerating your role. The future is the next generation, so we, oh, we keep yeah. forgetting that. We keep living, I think that's the problem is that we, we are so selfish at the moment that we think we count, but we don't. It's the next generation the people and who really count. And we're leaving so many problems oh my God. to the oh next gosh, generation. I feel so sorry you know? for them. Oh yeah. Um, now, another uh, kind of tool that you offer, and uh, I, I couldn't think of anybody better than you and Luisella, because I know Luisella does it as well, is a tour of the artisans. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say I couldn't think of anybody better than you and Luisella is because you both don't just take the people around to visit the artisans, but you actually probably buy all the products from the artisans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, you two on your own are sustaining the artisan economy of Venice. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah, well, on the, in the first place, uh, I really like what Venetian artisans uh, uh, produce. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the uh, things that they do are just amazing um and so uh, that's how i got in touch with a whole lot of artisans mm-hmm. in venice by buying stuff yes and, you know um again it's not a matter to uh, tell people what they can buy where it's just to make them aware that yes. to produce something <laughs> it, it i mean by hand it mm. takes so much effort and so many skills yes. that people don't think about so well my, my yeah. next book uh, uh one of the two because i got commissioned two books one of the next books is will be about the artists of venice mm-hmm. and the reason why well, you know because we talk, talk about these things <laughs> yes. all the time one of the reasons why i wanted to do this book it was in a way uh for me it was because i wanted to give back something to all the artisans that i met all through the years and they gave me so much not just in terms of uh, you know, obviously of things that I bought or they gave me very kindly as presents, but also in terms of their time, um, the knowledge that they shared with me, uh, oh, they, yes. when they're explaining things, th- their time that is, is important. My God, if they were talking to me, they weren't doing something else that they could have. It is. Uh, so, and uh, as Marisa pointed out, Marisa Convento, uh, you know, of Imperialista, oh, yes. <laughs> which uh, I spoke on the first episode of the podcast, just in case, guys, you haven't heard it, you need to go back and listen to it. Um, she made me notice something as well. Um, a book on the artisan hasn't been written yet in total for a long, long time. And she said to me, it's about time we need to put down on the 21st century, which artisans are still alive and kicking in Venice, which arts are still alive and kicking. And I think the problem is uh, that in Venice, uh, a lot of tourists don't realize how important the artisans and the guilds were in the society of Venice. Oh, yeah. You know, being a guide, uh, this 
I have the possibility of uh, explaining a little bit about this. Uh, and so you see the artisans, I mean, you, you learn a little bit about the artisans of the past and you see the artisans of today, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I normally repeat that, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I really feel that uh, uh, with the decreasing of the population of Venice and all the problems that Venice has, artisans will probably be those uh, people that will save Venice from the point of view of the people living and working there, you know. Mm -hmm. They're still active uh, in the economical system and in the social system of Venice. It's so important to me. Um, and uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, what I, uh, uh, the way I try to uh, get myself closer mm -hmm. in, 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 a, in touch with the uh, artisans and also I try to get my uh, guests closer to the artisans is by trying their workshops if they carry out workshops for mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. yes so uh, uh, this is really important so uh, it's not just a matter of uh, uh, it is also it can be a matter of buying a piece of art sometimes produced mm -hmm. by the hands of the local artisans but if you try yourself to do it oh my god well, you appreciate it oh so my god much. do you it's not always possible right you know that yeah, perfectly yeah so i cannot say that everybody can try to to, to build a gondola okay? wow or go <laughs> and be, or, or go and beat gold <laughs> Oh, right, but, yeah, you know. but there are certain workshops that you do. I mean, like uh, uh, the first time I did uh, with Alessia Fuga again, num uh, episode okay. number two of a podcast. Okay. okay, the first time I did with her trying to make a glass bead. Oh my god, I was sore, my jaws were sore. Oh, for yeah. three days, but not because I had to do anything with my jaws, it's just from the tension and clenching, and you know, oh, yes, oh, oh yes. Be well, I, as you know, I did it myself with yeah. one of my children. We uh, created two beads uh, that look like uh, awkward. Uh, <laughs> Hey, um, at least uh, you got it. At least you got uh, it. I back. forget the name. Because, uh, hey, Lisa, Lisa, at least you got one because Alexia hid mine and is never seen the light. Oh, <laughs> okay? I'm so sorry. So I'm bad. so sorry. How do you say go for in English? I forget. Owl, owl. Owl. Okay. Sorry. I was just, uh, you know. Uh, so my son and I uh, created two owls. We'll see, have them. Uh, so, I mean, sort of owls, yes. right? Yeah, um, but you do not. But, you realize... but at least we have them. Uh, but, you know, so many other things. And uh, it's not going, I mean, you're not going to learn how to do that because it takes uh, a lot of skills, years and years of pra practice. Of course. But, you know, at least you get in touch with the materials of with yes. the with a proceeding uh, to uh, to create such uh, such objects and I think it's so important for the guests but also for the locals to understand yeah. this because the only thing that you hear oh but that's so expensive you know yes so, yeah but <laughs> you try to make it it's only I think when you try you actually realize the value of the skill of these people they've been doing it for exactly. years and years and years the time they take them uh the time that they give you explain it we see 
like another thing that uh, is a kind of, in a way I feel is my fault in a way, I'm, I'm one of the people that made this possible as a years, because for years I kept saying to people, go inside the artisan shops and ask questions. But yeah, like but... all things people <laughs> ever taken, you know, you just go and say, ask questions. And the underlying was uh, maybe buy something. And now what people only do is they walk in, ask questions, and walk, and walk out, out again uh, exactly. and ask questions it's not like or oh, maybe a five minutes questions people will stay there like an hour two hours taking away time from no the of artisan. course of course so uh, what we what we're saying to the people listening is that yes walk into an artisan yes spend time with them to understand what they're doing but do not walk out empty-handed please yeah, or, you know, maybe, you know, it depends on the guests that you have. Sometimes uh, they can buy only one particular thing and you show them so many different uh, workshops, for example. Of course. Uh, but um, just, you know, a little bit of time in each place and then they can choose uh, what they would like to uh, to purchase. So in order not to take too much work away from the artisans, because when they're in their workshops, uh, these artisans work. <laughs> so of course. if you spend an hour with them talking, they're not working working for one exactly. hour right exactly so, yeah yeah so and, uh, uh, it, since it we is a matter of respect let me let me use you as a guide for a second okay mm -hmm. <laughs> since you're here for free <laughs> all right okay. no no i just want to explain i want you to explain if you can because i don't feel i have uh, the, 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 the knowledge yet uh, i'm studying okay um <laughs> i just uh, how important is the roles of artisans and guilds uh, in the history of Venice? Major importance, of course. Uh, um, of course, the guilds were important all throughout uh, Italy in the Middle Ages, uh, right? Mm -hmm. um, as the cities were growing larger, people were coming from the uh, uh, countryside into the cities. And so, of course, the society had to be organized. And likewise, it was the same in Venice, with uh, um, one major element, though, that these uh, guilds, uh, these uh, associations uh, were very important from a social point of view. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of their most important roles uh, was uh, to help each other out mm -hmm. and also to help the poor, help those that maybe were sick and could not work uh, for the moment, uh, help the families of those workers that had died, uh, leaving so many children. Yeah. Uh, there were so little. And so supporting the families of the other members of the guilds. And uh, there were were so many such guilds uh, and uh, they uh, survived almost all of them up till the end uh, of the Venetian Republic up till mm -hmm. 1797. Some uh, of them still still exist nowadays. Um, some of them not, still exist. They're not guilds as such but they're still a kind yeah. of uh, you know yeah. still historically but we're talking alive. About, uh, we're talking about uh, those that were mainly dedicated to a saint like Saint Rocks uh, uh, for example San Giovanni Evangelista and Saint John the Evangelist um, but those were not born as a uh, trading guilds uh, not no, no, but for yeah. example, you got the Calafateri and... Um... Calafati, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so there are still some... Yeah, there are... 
a little bit different today because we have yeah, social assistant from the state. Yeah, yeah. but what I'm saying some is still exi- some of them, I know, I, I realize they're totally different from what they used to be, but some of them, they oh, were Oh, yeah, but the name the remains century. and the yeah. idea, the identity yeah. remains. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is true. Yeah. So, as I was saying, um, the society really uh, relied on such uh, uh, organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, um, more so in a place like Venice. Uh, In Venice, uh, most of the population would be uh, merchants or artisans. Well, of course, there would be the servants, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, the peasants, uh, those dedicated to agriculture, very low class, uh, right? that was common all throughout uh, all throughout Europe it was uh, absent um, so uh, these uh, these artisans uh, these uh, uh, merchants would try really to uh, join and to preserve their uh, um, um, their arts uh, their activities uh, um, so in a sense, uh, these uh, um, guilds uh, would uh, um, be a very, a very important part of uh, both of the economical and the social uh, mm-hmm. situation of Venice. And um, yeah. I think, well, and uh, also, I, and only, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, I lost you. Uh, no, I was saying, and they were also important because they maintained standards. It was all, apart from a social point of view, they're looking after people and, uh, you know, making sure everybody was, uh, you know, uh, if they had, uh, yes, you know. Yes, exactly. The standards uh, were very important uh, in the Venetian uh, in the Venetian period in the Venetian society, um, in particular for those uh, artisans producing luxury goods. Yes, <laughs> that was necessary because it is true that the Venetian uh, the Venetian merchants uh, would import uh, from faraway countries important uh, um, precious uh, goods like silk, spices, or something like that. But it's also true that uh, the Venetians would produce a whole lot of luxury goods mm-hmm. that would. Uh, be purchased by all Europeans at the Rialto market. Of course. So it was important to maintain the standards. standards. The and I think that's what characterizes the artisans still today of Venice. And that's because, it. Uh, that, so, that, that carried on through the centuries. Is this attention to the detail, this attention to the standards, to the quality, and the quality of what is produced? So when I was saying before, you know, sometimes people look at the price and say, okay, wait, but it's really expensive. Yeah, first of all, try to do it yourself try to see how what it takes yeah. to make it the second just consider that the materials the raw materials that these artisans are using are of mm-hmm. excellent quality mm-hmm. the best quality and of course that costs more than just simple stuff that you buy everywhere right of course of so course. Uh, quality is also one very important issue of the venetian artisans uh, and that's why I'm buying, uh, as we were saying before, you know, uh, what I can from the local artisans. And by the way, you know, if yeah. you uh, tell people, you know, this artisan is really good for this and this, that other artisan you said is um, creates a such and such. Um, if you're wearing something or yes. you're carrying something that was see. produced in that very same workshop, I mean, it's not 
hard to believe what you're saying. Well, you're doing exactly what the merchants used to do hundreds of years ago. You oh, are have showing <laughs> merchandise. That's what we are doing. So in a way, it's exactly the same thing. But there is no, there is no better way than to um, support the artisans of things. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, this way, by showing things. It is true. Um, you know what? It's not only a matter of business anyway. It's uh, something that I really believe in. Yeah, yeah, it's pride yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I totally agree. I, you know. No, like, like you, like all yeah. of us, there are so much yeah. need to the artisan yeah. world yeah yeah and it's it's incredible because when i start put down the names of the people that i want to go on the book and i thought i will have like 20 25 i'm already on 60 and i haven't stopped yet oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my god do, do i know so many people oh, 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 yes, there? oh gosh i thought i didn't realize there's so many and there mm-hmm. are and it's incredible and some of them are <clears throat> some of them are part of maybe of uh, uh association so on but some of them are the only ones doing something and these you know the the last remaining ones and it's a bit sad you know so um yeah so we definitely are monica gambarotto made in venice supporter for sure you (laughs) are definitely um okay so where can people find you online um i am on instagram and facebook uh, and yeah. uh, the name uh, of uh, my website which is yep. the same as facebook and instagram is guided tours in venice dot com uh, if you want that's the name uh, the the address is uh, guided tours in venice.com okay perfect and then on instagram is guided tours in venice also, exactly. all one word fantastic yep. perfetto okay one last question Five, if it can come out, or oh, any, any point, you, you decide on many, for, for people coming to Venice to behave in, the, in a respectful way to Venice. What are the main things that people should do? Um, it depends, you know, whether they come in group or whether they come uh, alone. No, it doesn't matter. No, no, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they come in group or not. The basic things that everybody should do when oh, they come to Venice. basic things for everybody, okay? As in, see, respectful uh, things. Respectful things. Uh, first of all, this is really important because uh, uh, I really have to cope with this uh, every single day, is to walk in a single file. right uh if you are alone okay that doesn't matter but you keep the right uh, even if you're alone because if you keep zigzagging in between the shops or work like in a family of four all in a row um it becomes difficult for the locals to move around, right? Yep. Second, something that people should really do coming to Venice is to explore Venice away from the touristic areas. Mm-hmm. But always, you know, respecting uh, the local uh, um, uh, the local population because sometimes uh, it is interesting to wander around uh, but if people find an open door they enter no. or uh, you know if there <laughs> no. is a uh, some sort of a fence uh, they get over it yeah no but really. if it's private property it's not property <coughs> or they look into the windows <laughs> but yeah. it's the houses of the locals yeah uh, like sometimes I mean we have probably the most beautiful houses hospital in Italy for sure maybe in the world I don't know in Venice and people just walk in Mm. to take a look Um, I wouldn't do that I mean yeah there is a museum part you can enter that at the hospital but now you know wandering around taking a look uh, I mean 
-hmm. or or maybe just it's in the not. main entrance because the way is the main entrance however is is not literally the first 20 meters but then you walk oh out. yeah but sometimes people you know enter from one side and cross the entire the entire oh. area on the ground floor oh. and walk out from the other side oh this okay happened. i, I did it i did it but by mistake because I, i went in through the wrong entrance <laughs> oh yeah but that happens i mean uh, it okay. happened that i wanted to go and visit someone at the hospital and i missed it you know yeah. uh it, it happens but if you're um a guest coming to venice yeah. and you see the word ospedale or the yeah. Yeah, you just oh, don't sure, go, which yeah. means hospital no matter yeah. where you are yeah i just wouldn't walk through or like such areas that you where you feel that there are people working living uh venice is not entirely museum there are yeah. still people that you know think that their privacy is important yeah of course this is another uh interesting point that out of experience i think should be uh, should be respected yeah. one other thing yes is to enter those workshops no matter which ones, uh, those that are interesting for the guests, um, where they see people working, doing something. As, as we were saying before, not to engage them into conversations of hours, yeah. you know, to pay attention and to realize that maybe the best souvenirs from Venice, are you don't those. need to get 500 souvenirs, yeah. just one, which will be a little bit more expensive, uh, but of higher quality, and it'll be, uh, you know, really made in Venice by the yeah. hands that you have seen working. Oh, you know? And I would say also when you walk into the um, artisans before you take photos, always ask. Always because ask. Because yeah. most, most of them will say, probably all of them will just say a simple, yes, go ahead. But it's just nice <clears throat> for, you know, for people to I think, ask. You know, because sometimes taking I think a it's photo, just... Uh, Common sense. <laughs> yes, you know, well, to yeah. ask and Common be sense, the long <laughs> right? lost friend. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I even forget about it because uh, taking it as common sense, I think that everybody should, should think about it. But you're right. Sometimes, uh, you know, being away from home, uh, uh, everything uh, is uh, becomes a museum, even a church. You know, so mm. one other thing, you know, respecting Venice it also means that to be properly dressed yes. when you enter a holy place, yes. which could yeah. be uh, a church or the cemetery or yeah. whatever you end up to. Because yeah. uh, I understand that some places like St. Mark's uh, Basilica can look as museums, especially if you're away from home, you don't perceive it as a mm -hmm. church, you perceive it as a museum, but nonetheless, it is a holy place. And holy places have their own standards uh, as far as yep. clothes are concerned. So that's also part. Okay, so sometimes you might not know what is proper, but uh, always just ask. ask. Always just ask. ask. Just ask. ask. Anyway, Monica, it was so nice talking to you. I wish we could talk longer, but you know, uh, this is the times uh, that I we decided to give to the podcast and Perfect. we can find you on guided tours in venice and i'll see you soon somewhere because um, we always see each other definitely and sure we'll meet. but uh, <laughs> definitely gonna ask i definitely want you again to talk about other things uh, relating to venice maybe on a duo with luisella or something like that well why not and um Yeah, have a great. We can have a, like some kind of question time, you know, what to do and not to do in Venice. <laughs> oh, yeah, why not? That would yeah, be really nice. That, that would be good. 
Okay, listen, Ali, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you my so pleasure. much. It's been my pleasure, and Monica. Thank you so much for having given me this opportunity and, uh, you know, for being such a good friend, which is always <laughs> important. Um, thanks again. And thanks. I would like to say bye-bye to everybody. I'll be waiting for everybody in Venice. Come Absolutely. and join me and one of my tours. It'll be a pleasure to have you with me. Okay, thank you so much. Ciao, Cara. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, 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 Monica. Thank you so much, Monica, for the lovely chat. You can find Monica at guidedtoursinvenice.com and on social medias at Guided Tours in Venice. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featuring the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.